Hello, and welcome to the Sapona Road Church Podcast. Today is a great day. It's the day that the Lord has made, and we are excited that you've taken time to join with us as we hear from God's Word. We exist as a church to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We hope that today's message encourages and blesses you and helps you to grow and mature in your walk and relationship with Him. The Word of the Lord is powerful and life-changing, so let's see our lives transformed as we listen to today's message. If you have your Bibles today and would like to read along with us, I've got two verses of Scripture we're going to focus on. The first will be Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19. When you find Isaiah 43 and 19, hold your finger there. Because we're going to go in the Old Testament and read first from Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. And if you're physically able, may we all stand to honor the reading of the word of God. You know, if you were in a courtroom and the judge would walk in, the bailiff would ask you to stand. And if you didn't, there would be repercussions. How much more should we honor the word of God? If you found Romans 12 and 1, say, I've got it. I was picking with Tommy back there when he asked for the scripture. And I said, do you have it in a certain uh, edition? And he didn't have that one. So we'll go with the old school King James. Uh, It's an inside joke. Uh, Twelve and one. I beseech you or I earnestly beg you, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy acceptable unto God. Let that sink in for a moment. That you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. We're just doing what God considers reasonable. And here's the part. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? transformed how by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Just think about that. 23 for many of us was a difficult time. Difficult time. And and too often times we find ourselves more so conforming rather than being transformed. I'll say amen. Let's now move over to our main text in Isaiah 43, verse 19. And it reads, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, I've got to back up. I may have said this when we were over in the other building. Uh, You know, today's language, we don't usually use that word in this context. When when I saw Brother Leon back there, I I loved to fellowship with him. And and he reached out to shake my hand, but he didn't say, behold. We don't do that, do we? But in Old Testament writings especially, they would say that to get our attention. 
because something very significant is getting ready to be proclaimed. We don't say in the South here, we don't say behold, we usually say, look here. Am I still in the South? Look here. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let that sink in for a moment. Let that speak peace to your troubled waters. Because God is settling us down. My mama used to do that. Settle down. Listen to mama. He said, I'll do a new thing. You keep bumping your head against the wall, trying the same old thing, doing, making the same old mistakes over and over again. He said, I want to do something new in your life, in your home, in your family. You won't even recognize it. He said, shall you not know it? May we bow our heads and go to our God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm so thankful for your goodness. I'm thankful for your mercy that endures forever. God, I pray that you would anoint me to speak your word today without fail, without compromise, without regard to the countenance on faces of men or women. Lord, let me seek only to please you. Lord, I, I, I thank you today. Lord, I, I'm among uh, people of like faith. I'm among friends today here at Sapona Road Church. God, we pray for Pastor Aaron and, and Heather. Would you bless their home? Would you bless their health? Would you bless their ministry, Lord? And great things shall come forth in this year, Lord. We, we proclaim it in Jesus' name. Every home, every family, every marriage here today, Lord, do a new thing. In Jesus' name we pray. And together the people said... Amen. Before you're seated, look at somebody and tell them, you look good in God's house today. Do that. You look good in God's house. How many of you are, are married? Let me see your hand. Some of you did that really slow, really slow. Some of you did it like if she wasn't right next to me, I wouldn't even lift my hand. Well, fellas, let me tell you, she's keeping a book. Being married, we learn how much we need to change. We do. Fellas, if you don't believe me, your wife has a book on things she'd like to see changed in your life, in your appearance. Ladies, we're keeping notes too. We're just not brave enough to write it down. Now here, the first Sunday of this brand new year, we're full of high hopes, high anticipations. We're going to turn over new resolutions and resolve to do this. And uh, since New Year's Day, we've broken many of them already. That's all right. God has a great big eraser. He allows second chances to do over. There's some changes I'd like to make. There's some changes you'd like to see in your husband, in your wife, in your children. 
Amen, somebody. In, in the people you work with, there are some changes you'd like to see, but no matter how much we try, we hint, we nag. Oh, they don't do that here in Cumberland County yet. Nagging is forbidden. No matter how much you really, really want to change him or her, you can't do it. That's why we read out of Romans, be not conformed to this world, to this person, to this trend. But be ye what? Transform, indicating there's movement. There's changes going on. So if, if I can't change her, she can't change me, uh, do we give up? My thought for you today, if you don't remember anything else that wild Indian preacher shares with you, only God. Help me, somebody, please. Don't get quiet. Only God can change them. That's a good place to say amen. You just missed it. Only God can change them. You can change, and so can he, so can she. We're told over and over again, don't even try to change your husband. Don't try to change your wife because she'll never change. He'll never change. He'll keep doing the same dumb stuff. Some of you ladies put a little too much emphasis on that amen right there. They'll never change. And we hear these negative thoughts and predictions over and over, and it can make you feel hopeless. Amen. If your marriage or relationship is miserable because of something that you can't tolerate that your spouse does, and you're told that they'll never change, then, then what hope of a future do we have? Nobody leave here today saying, Brother Mills is saying, well, just give up. Throw in the towel. Forsake your marriage. Forsake your relationships. No, my point is only God can change them. That's what I want to talk to you about the next few moments. Just, just five perspectives from God's word about changing. The first truth is that, and if you're taking notes, you might want to write this down. Truth number one, everyone needs to change. Say that. Everyone needs to change. I, I don't care how good they look. They may be dressed in the latest fashion. They may uh, have on the bling bling. They may have their hair uh, fixed just right. She may be so beautiful that when she walks in, the angels sing. But there's some areas in their life. If you live with them, and I'm not saying this in any indication of my wife. Let, let me say that now. If you live with someone long enough, you'll see the changes needed. 
And chances are they're seeing the changes needed in your life or in my life. So number one, everyone needs to change. God says so. In fact, it's his will for our lives that we change because he wants each of us to become more like Jesus. And it's a never, ever, never ending task. The Bible says, according to Romans chapter three, the Bible says that all have sinned. Now, if anybody says, Brother Mike, Pastor Aaron, I've never made a, I've never sinned. I was born, uh, uh, I got saved at a very young age. I've never sinned. You're lying. I, I mean, I could dress it up, but at, at the very least, you're mistaken. You're sadly mistaken. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all need to submit to him. And not think so highly of ourselves that we feel that we don't need to change. God is in the business. Listen to this. God is in the business of changing people. He transformed Saul, the persecutor, into Paul, the apostle. Come on, somebody. He he transformed uh, Moses, the stutterer. Into a mighty prophet and man and leader of God. And I've seen him taking broken lives and transform them that they have a hope for a future. I've seen him transform broken relationships. Only God can change them. God is in the business of changing people. That's why through our prayers and the power of the Holy Spirit, there is hope for change. Amen. Secondly, write this down. This is good. Every person can change. Brother Mike, I've tried. I've tried. I just can't do it. Yes, you can. It's just a matter of do you really want to? Every person can change. You can change. Your spouse can change. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. It's not that a person can't change. Most of, oftentimes it's because they don't want to. Can I just let that sink in? We, we really don't want to. We talk a good talk here at year's end and beginning of a new year. Oh, I'm, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more. I'm going to go to church more. And before we know it, we're conforming to our old habits. We go on a diet. Uh, we promise we're going to go on a diet on Monday morning. And by Wednesday, we slide the refrigerator to the bedside. But what I want to talk about more so than physical changes, and certainly there's room for that. But I want to talk about spiritual changes. I don't want to be the person that I've always been. One writer said, I'm I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. Can you say amen? See, it's not that a person can't change as oftentimes they don't want to or they don't want to make the effort to do anything differently than what they've always done. Well, that's enough to make a deacon shout right there. 
I don't want to make the effort to do anything different than what's comfortable or what we've always done. That's one thing I've always admired about your ministry, Pastor. When God leads you to do something, make a change to do something different, you pursue it. You make sure that it's God leading you and you'll pursue, you'll press toward the mark. Amen. Let's go on down a little bit further. Uh, some people don't want to change because they're so totally happy with themselves. Help us, Jesus. That they think that they don't need to change and never mind the fact that everyone around them knows that they need to change. People usually don't change because, A, they aren't aware they need to. They don't believe they have to. They don't want to. They don't know how to. Or they don't feel that they're able to. Let me tell you what. Jesus is in the business of changing people. I've seen people's lives transformed from alcoholism to being a wonderful man or woman of God. Strong drug addictions to being a man or woman of God that's in hot pursuit. If I can borrow a phrase from Barney Fife, be in hot pursuit after the things of God. Thirdly, write this down. Being married creates the perfect opportunity for change. Yes, Lord. I want to do an Indian war dance right now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Being married creates the perfect opportunity for change. When you're married, you find out just how much you need to improve. I touched on that a moment ago. It's prideful, it's selfish for anyone to get married and think that we're so perfect that we don't need to change in any way. I found out on my honeymoon some things I needed to change. It's, it's, boy, I should have rephrased that differently. <laughs> I, bro, Brother Leon, don't use that in one of your stories. I, I, I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, I've got their undivided attention now. I'll come back to that point. I'll come back to that point. I, I will say that there was a loose tooth involved. I, I, I'll say that. <laughs> I, it was my loose. <clears throat> okay, let's let's. Where, where did I stop at? Being married. Boy, you guys have thrown me for a loop on that one. Each of us always need to change in many ways, some more than others. I better stick to my notes. You all are sending me down another trail. But God will start with the man or the woman who's willing to change. He'll bless your efforts. When we say, Lord, change me. 
Lord, I know I'm lacking. Lord, I know I take one step forward and I always seem to stumble two steps back. Lord, I I know I apologize many times to this person, to that person for the things I'm asking you to change in me. Change me, Lord. Lord, I want to be a better husband to my spouse. She deserves a better man. That's the flip side of that story. He deserves a wife that wants to change to please God. I can't conform her into my likeness. But when she's conforming to the likeness of Jesus Christ, we'll be balanced. That's another story all in itself. Let let me get back on point. Remember that both you and your spouse can be changed. God is waiting for you to invite and allow him to do it. Marriage always inspires change. I, I, I suggest this to you now. Here today is January the 7th. Is that correct? 7th. First Sunday of this new year. Make this a priority. Whatever you do with your husband or your wife, find time. I've got new glasses on and everything feels like a million miles away. That that step right here, when I looked down, it was like, anyway. Make time to pray with your spouse. You told me about that speaker, didn't you? Pray with them. Because that one, if you pray with them and for them, all the things, hold it, all the things that used to get on your last nerve, you're learning that, that she's right there with you. He's right there with you, praying with you. And all the while, God is honoring that. He doesn't see that you're unequally yoked. He doesn't see an imbalance. He sees a man and a woman in pursuit of conforming Amen. to the likeness of Jesus yes. Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen, somebody. I'm preaching better than you're amening. If you back me up good, I'll come back to that marriage story. Fourthly, the truth is people, oh my Lord, people cannot make someone else change. We've tried it. Okay, I'm not speaking so much, well, marriage included, but people you work with, your adult children, folks, we we love them. Your, your, your family? Somebody help me. Because, see, when you have family, you, you don't even know how to put a label on it. You, you just say, I got a family situation. Amen. People cannot make someone else change. How many times have you seen a young girl She's infatuated with the young man. 
She's born and raised in church. She gave her heart and life to Jesus at a very young age. And, and uh, he's the young man that all the other girls are ooing and aahing over. And he's got his attention on her. And she says, well, I'll change him. I'll get him into church. Let me, let me marry him first. I'll get him into church. You can't make people change. You'll make people resent you. Boy, I'm preaching hard this morning, but it's the truth. It, 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 whether you like it, whether I like it, it doesn't change God's word. Never is there a statement more true than in a marriage that you cannot make someone change. A wife can't change her husband. A husband can't change his wife, but God can change them both. We have to learn that it's not our job to change our spouse in any way. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. No amount of criticizing, no amount of, well, they don't do this in Cumberland, but no amount of nagging, it won't do it. Your coworkers, you're wanting to change. Folks, let me tell you what, there is power when we pray for God to get a hold of someone. I've seen God do more when I get in my prayer closet and, and I petition God to move in the life of someone rather than me getting belligerent and getting in their face. All I've done is damage my witness, my testimony, by trying to let Mike handle it rather than letting the Holy Ghost of heaven. Lord, I feel your presence here. Say it again. Only God can change them. Hallelujah. God is waiting for you to invite him to make those changes in your life. God can change both. We have to learn it's not our job to change our spouse. I said that. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. No amount of criticizing, no amount of nagging will accomplish it. No matter how hard you try, God made each of us in his image. I can't change you to my image. I've got to encourage you to conform to his image. And God doesn't want us to try to make our spouse over into our image. Our job is to love our spouse as he or she is and pray that the Lord will make the necessary changes. Meanwhile, while he's working on your spouse, God will also be working in your life. Hey, that's the truth right there. In the process of praying for him and her, God will change you. I've seen that over and over again. You can't change people. Your anger can't change people. Your resentment can't change people. Your nagging can't change people. But when you pray and seek the face of God, only God can change that person. And all at the same while, only God can change me. Be not conformed to this world. Last point. Fifthly, only God can work changes in us that last. That's a good one right there. Because how many times have we been at this point of the year? 
early January, we're full of high hopes. We don't get into February before most of those ambitious changes that we wanted to, to make, we, we've abandoned them. But only God can work changes in us that last. I'm not speaking ill toward any prison ministries. Please hear my heart. That's not at all. But how many times have we seen what some will, will phrase as jailhouse religion? But, but when they're paroled and when they're out, they go back to the same old habits. They go back to the same old friend groups that they used to be with. And, and the promises, commitment to God seem to be forgotten. And some of us do that when God gets us out of a dilemma. Pastor Aaron, the, the church of God in our tribal community, for years, uh, people didn't understand the way we worship, you know. Uh, and, and I'm not speaking any denomination, please, please hear me. But what would happen many times is people in the community when they would have marital problems or, or problems with their children, uh, the husband or the wife had left and the other, they'd start visiting our church. Our pastor would pray with them and counsel with them and, and it wouldn't be very long before we hear testimony of how my husband came back home. He gave his heart to Jesus. Now we're gonna go back to his mama's church. Fine, church, I'm not talking ill of that, but you see, here's my point. When God makes a change in your life, you want it to be a lasting change. You made a commitment to God. Let, let me go on through the notes here. We just have to be willing to say, Lord, I recognize that I am far from perfect, and I realize I need to be changed in order to be more like you. I know I can't change myself in any lasting way, but you can. Lord, change me into the person you want me to be and show me what I need to do. I praise you and I thank you for the transformation you're working in me. Pastor, I really admired the, the, the proclamations that you all made regarding the uh, the. When, when you receive the offering reg regarding the finances in, in individual people's life, I've got to give honor to whom honor is due. When we were here last year and I was dressing in your office back there and I saw a book and I asked you, could I borrow it? You let me keep it. That book transformed my life. And I've seen how you put principles to work in your life. But it was through the word of God. Made lasting changes lasting changes Any, anybody want God to make some lasting changes in yourself oh brother Mike you're a bishop what it, I, I need God to fix some stuff I'm broken I'm lacking I get too full of Mike Mills sometimes amen amen and if you'd be truthful, you, you probably get that way about yourself, don't you? So learning from your example, I want you to repeat after me this proclamation that I just read from you. 
If you really mean it, repeat after me. Lord, I recognize that I am far from perfect. And I realize that I need to be changed in order to become more like you. I know I can't change myself in any lasting way, but you can. Lord, change me into the person you want me to be and show me what I need to do. I praise you and I thank you for the transformation you're working in me. Amen. Only God can change them. Only God can make them aware that they need to change. Only God can help someone see that they have to change. Only God can encourage someone to want to change, to show someone how to change, and enable them to make a lasting change. Folks, right where you are, would you just lift your hand toward heaven right before pastor comes? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the Sapona Road Church as a congregation, as a group of believers. Lord, we declare and decree, Lord, that you would continue to bless this church. Lord, that you would send families that are in need of what they've been looking for. They don't even know how to put it in words. Lord, when they pass by, let them be drawn. Let your Holy Spirit draw them, Lord. God, uh, unsaved, lost, unchurched families. Lord, uh, what I like about this ministry, Lord, they're not continually going to the ocean getting water, Lord, but they're going to the dry and the parched and the barren, those that need that living water. God, as great as the previous days, latter days have been, the best is yet to come. We decree it, we declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. We are so happy that you joined us today. If you are interested in learning about or giving to this ministry, you can find more information at saponaroadchurch.com. If you are local to the Fayetteville, North Carolina area, our meeting times are 1045 a.m. Sunday mornings and 7 o'clock p.m. Wednesdays for our connect groups. From all of us here at Sapona Road Church, we hope that you have a great day as you walk in the Lord's favor and blessing.